Welcome to the Relevant Faith Journey Podcast. My name is Sharon. I'm so glad that you took just a few minutes out of your day to join me and to listen. I love to think deep thoughts and tell stories about the faith journey. The goal is that together we might learn to be better humans. This episode is titled Making the Change Part 1, Rethinking Repentance. Sometimes change comes softly to us. Sometimes we run after change like a gazelle in an open meadow. And sometimes change comes at you like a freight train to the face. Who am I kidding? It's never gentle, and most of us rarely pursue it without serious discomfort. But for those of us who set our sights on a better way, it will require three things. Courage, perseverance, and vision. It's not just the pandemic. Our culture continues to move faster and faster. We cycle through everything from our latest summer outfit, the newest iPhone, to the latest Meghan and Harry scandal. I don't even want to keep up anymore. However, the pandemic has been particularly disruptive to our lives. Over the past few years, we've been on a quest for the new normal. I'm asking myself now, is this it? Have we made it back to normal yet? The problem is that going back is never an option. There's no recapturing the way things used to be. Our goal is to reclaim an aggrandized version of how wonderful life was in 2019. I was there. It wasn't all that in a bag of chips. At the end of February 2020, I took a much-needed trip to Reno, recovering from a tough bout with depression. I sought mental health care long before it was trending, so there's that. Last week, I listened to Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us, where she interviewed Father Richard Rohr. I'll add a link to the bottom. Well worth a listen. He talked about Jesus' first words in the Gospel of Mark 1.15. Here's what they are. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. He said that the word repent is a mistranslation. He said a better translation would be change. This idea sparked something in me. Substantively, these two words aren't that far apart. Except repent feels very loaded with all kinds of baggage. Or maybe it's just me? If someone tells me to repent, clearly I've done something seriously wrong. I also have an easier time dismissing the call to repentance, like, I did that once. Now I'm good. Change, on the other hand, could be wonderful, terrible, or everything in between. Change is also a normal part of our lives. Change isn't the thing that gets us, though. It's transition. Moving from where you are to where you're going to be. That's the hard part. It also captures the real-life challenge of repentance. I want to follow Christ. I want to be the best version of myself, but how do I get there? This is the first of a few parts where I think through change, repentance, and moving through transitions. Hopefully you've heard of this guy named John the Baptist, or JB as I affectionately call him. He is mentioned in all four Gospels, and he's a total badass. I aspire to be something like John the Baptist. Not that I'm going to start wearing camel's hair or adopt a diet of locusts and wild honey. Actually, the closest I get to living in the wilderness is a weekend stay in a two-star hotel. The Gospel of Luke describes J.B.'s ministry this way. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all the people will see God's salvation. 
John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is ready at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Luke chapter 3, verses 3 through 9 from the NIV. There's a lot of symbolism here. John wasn't the first to baptize. If you were a Gentile, aka not a Jew, and wanted to convert, this was part of that ceremony. Even today, the final step in conversion to Judaism is a ritual bath. The Jordan River was special. That was the final leg of the journey into the promised land that God had given them. John the Baptist was converting Jews into their own faith. John's message is clear. He's calling a people to turn back to God. And he's not even being nice about it. He's calling them children of snakes. You think you're okay because you were born into the people of God? The children of Abraham, he says. But I'm telling you that the family tree is about to be cut down and burned up if you don't do better. This made some people very angry. In fact, his criticism of the governor's morality would lead him to be beheaded. But many people recognized the truth of his words and decided it was time to turn things around. They heard the invitation to change and they responded, yes, I want that. There's something happening right now and I want to be a part of it. People are reflecting on their faith in new ways. Some of that is because church people are being called out for our inconsistency. Some of the moral principles we say we're all about don't align with the reality of our practice. I believe we can do better. A few weeks back in his newsletter, Ben Kramer wrote, Roughly every 500 years, the church goes through a major reformation. As of now, we are a little over 505 years since Martin Luther sparked the Protestant Reformation in 1517. It is quite obvious that we are in a very similar moment of major transition and reform in every sector of human life today, much like what was happening in the world in 1517. Many people during the previous Reformation felt painfully caught in between what the church was and what it would become. They were so hurt and disenchanted by all the scandals within the church surrounding greed, spiritual abuse, and political idolatry within the Protestant and Catholic circles alike. This sounds far too similar to us right now. End quote. I believe as a people we can hear the call to repentance and change. I believe God is gracious, and if we are willing to confess our sins and choose a new direction, there is forgiveness and redemption. That's my prayer for the Christian Church in America. The question is this, will we spend time and energy being offended, or will we stop, stop and turn, turn into humanity, turn into grace and empathy? We are called to be a light to the world. We are created with immeasurable potential. Will we get stuck in defensiveness, finding reason why it's not me, not my fault? Or will we turn to the one who made each of us human beings destined for goodness? The kingdom of God has come near. Change. Believe the good news.